0: So let me ask you, are you saving enough for a successful retirement? This morning, we're conducting a retirement savings quiz to test your knowledge on important benchmarks. Let's see if you can pass the test. And thanks for joining us this morning. Hello, welcome to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. I'm your host, I'm Doug Ray, and I appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Bryce is here in the studio with me. Bryce, how's it going? I'm doing quite well. Doug, how are you doing this weekend? I'm doing well. Have you won any more golf tournaments? Uh, no, not since last time we talked.
1: I've been taking a uh, a few weekends off here, but uh, we'll get back in the swing of things here soon.
0: You now, for those of you who don't know, uh, Bryce is quite the uh, disc golf uh, professional. In fact, he is a pro. He told me he won so many tournaments, they made him turn pro. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so every time he wins, I say, hey, Bryce, how much money did you win? He says, well, he's got all, an excuse. He says, I got this big old trophy, but no money. No so, money. Because
1: I'm not pro, and you don't uh, you don't win money when you're not pro.
0: So Bryce, he can bring home the bling, but he can't bring home the kajine. That's right, I can't. So I guess he's got to keep his day job. <laughs> hey, for those of you who are new to the show, this is uh, Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians. We're a local independent firm that works with folks seven to ten years from retirement, and those who are already retired. And most people just simply don't know how to turn their retirement savings into a steady flow of income once they're not drawing that paycheck anymore. You know, I focus my practice on retirement income planning. And history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances in retirement. Number one, what got you to retirement is not necessarily going to get you through retirement. And number two, losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck.
1: Those are both very true uh, truths there, Doug. Uh, Additionally, I'd like to remind everybody that the Wealth Guardians, we practice as fiduciaries, which simply means we are required to make recommendations as financial advisors that are in your best interest not ours. That might sound like a given, but folks, a majority of advisors out there, people who call themselves advisors, do not work as fiduciaries. So keep that in mind. Doug,
0: go ahead. And before we get started, as always, I want to salute all of our veterans, our military, our first responders for everything you've done for us, the sacrifices you and your family have made. Thank you so much.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: You know, we've been talking a lot about retirement planning over the last several weeks, and it includes new rules for taxes and social security wealth management everything but we haven't addressed one major point are you saving enough and saving properly for retirement
1: kind of the kind of the main question
0: yep you know despite variables including market performance and the end of the biggest predictors of whether or not you'll have enough for retirement is how much you save so in fact am i saving enough do we have enough is probably the most common question we get asked when we meet you guys. You know, this market's been fueled uh, for the last several years, and those 401ks you have have come back uh, dramatically from their 2008 and 2009 collapses. But guys, it's not, it's not time to celebrate. It's not about what you make, but what you keep, because this current bull run is not going to last forever. You know, according to Yahoo Finance, the S&P 500 has averaged in the last nine years about 10% a year, and and that's clearly not sustainable for the long term. So given today's low interest rates and high stock prices relative to earnings, valuations, average annual stock returns over the next decade may come in way below 10%. This means if you want to accumulate enough for a comfortable retirement, you have to do it the old-fashioned way saving diligently and properly. You know, a recent survey of 144 large 401k plans that cover some three and a half million employees was done by a benefits firm called Aon Hewitt, and they found that average contributions for employees and employer matches was about just under 11% of salary, and that was down from a year ago. The survey also showed that the average employee plus the employer contributions kind of goes up with age. It starts at about 7.6% of salary for folks in their 20s, and then it starts climbing 10.1%, 11%, 127 then 134 as people age through their 30s, their 40s, and, and 50s and 60s. Not a single age group averaged the 15% a year the retirement experts generally recommend to maintain a pre-retirement lifestyle after you call it a career. That's not good news, is it? It is especially not good news. And, you know, with so many people not getting pensions anymore and the future of Social Security being questionable, it's definitely not good news. The bottom line is a comfortable retirement for many people is going to come down to how much you save. Plus the new tax system in place, many people should be saving differently. Most people save for retirement on a tax deferred basis, meaning they take a tax deduction on their retirement savings, let the money grow tax deferred, and then they pay tax on that money down the line in the future when they retire and use that money for income. With tax rates now being close to all-time lows, many people are not gaining any tax breaks by doing it this way. So it would be better to not take the tax deduction up front and get to withdraw all that money tax-free down the line in retirement. And even before the onset of one of the worst financial crises and collapses since the Great Depression happened back in 2008, many people wondered whether they were saving enough for a proper retirement. We're conducting a retirement savings quiz to test your knowledge of retirement savings to see if you're doing everything you can to save enough and save in the proper way. So get your pencil and paper ready. Let's get started, Bryce. All right, let's do
1: this. It's kind of the uh, Wealth Guardian's version of Jeopardy here, folks. All right, Doug, first question. What percentage of gross salary, including employer contributions, should you strive to save to finance a comfortable retirement? Is it A, 5%? B, 10% of your gross salary? C, 15%? Or D, 20%. What do you think, folks?
0: Well, you know, Bryce, the answer really depends upon how old you are. You know, people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s who didn't get an early start on that number, is going it's going to be much higher. But the general answer is C, 15%. The old rule of thumb was 10% out of every dollar you earned. But with traditional pension plans disappearing, possible Social Security changes down the road— and, of course, increasing health care costs. Many experts recommend 15%. How much you should be saving comes down to the factors based on your situation. You know, down in our Charlotte office, we just met with some folks who were still working. And they knew, internally, they knew they had to save more. And when we went through the process, we identified exactly how much more they had to save. In fact, down to the dollar. So they went away with a good plan and a goal for the next 10 years to, to save.
1: And if, if you'd like us to take a look at your situation, you can always call us at 336-391-3409, and we'll help you see if you are indeed saving enough or what more you need to do to make that, uh, that dream retirement a reality for you. Okay, Doug, our next question, and let's stay on the same topic of saving. 401k or similar employer-based retirement plans, what is the maximum amount that you can contribute for 2019? Is the maximum contribution A, 8500 a year? Is it B, 14000 a year? Is your maximum contribution allowed C, 19000 a year? Or D, $22,000 a year? Folks, think about it for a second. And Doug, what's the answer?
0: Well, let's see, 19000 a year. But for you folks who are 50 and older... In 2019, you can do what's called a catch-up contribution. That adds another $6,000. So in your plan, you can put up to $25,000. Also, note here, this is an addition to your company match. So if your employer comes in and says, hey, I'm going to match $3,000, then now you're talking about putting $28,000 every year into your plan. So that can help you catch up pretty quickly.
1: Indeed. Okay, Doug, let's look at another type of retirement savings plan here. What amount can you contribute to a traditional or a Roth IRA for 2019? Is it A, $2,000 a year? B, $3,500 a year? C, $4,500 a year? Or D, $6,000 a year? What do you think out there, folks? Doug's going to tell you right
0: now. Answer is D, $6,000 a year. But... Again, if you're 50 years or older, you can put the catch-up in there, which is an additional $1,000. So that brings you up to a $7,000 traditional IRA or Roth contribution. Remember, folks, you have to have earned compensation to contribute to these plans. And there's phase-out guidelines for being able to contribute to a Roth IRA and being able to deduct a contribution from your traditional IRA. So work with a professional. Make sure you do it right. Get the right guidelines.
1: Absolutely. And again, these professionals, our phone number is 336-391-3409. Okay, folks, the next question addresses the issue of being able to contribute to both plans within the same year. So can you contribute to both a traditional 401k and a Roth 401k? Or in another way, a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA in the same calendar year? Yes or no? Can you contribute to both? Doug, what do you
0: think? Yes, you can. You you can can contribute to a traditional and a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k or split your contributions between the two types of accounts. As long as your total contribution doesn't exceed the maximum for the year, which we talked about earlier.
1: That's $6,000. So you can still contribute $6,000 however you want, just can't be over $6,000 or 7000
0: if you're over 50. Yep. So you can also contribute to both a company sponsored retirement plan and a traditional individual plan if you qualify. So you can do both as long as you don't exceed the guidelines. And many people do for strategic reasons. Absolutely. Please be aware that unlike a Roth IRA, there's not any income limits for contributing to the Roth 401k. So you can do the Roth 401k as long as your company offers that as an option.
1: Very good to know. Okay, our next quiz question is this. If you are self-employed, what is the maximum you can contribute to a SEP IRA
0: plan? Doug? So if you're self-employed, you can contribute even more for retirement. For 2019, you can contribute 25% of compensation subject to a limit of $56,000. So again, always check with your tax professional for an accurate calculation of your contribution to your SEP plan. Now, Doug, we
1: have had a number of uh, clients come to us looking for financial guidance who are self-employed and have no idea what a SEP IRA is. They were either contributing to an IRA or a Roth, and that's about it. Explain to our listeners out there what qualifies you to contribute to a SEP.
0: Well, simply put, SEP stands for Simplified Employee Pension Plan, and basically you have to be self-employed. Either you have to be a sole proprietor, you have to be a, own your a sub-S or a reg-C corporation, but self-employment is the necessity to open up a SEP account.
1: Okay folks, so if that sounds like you and you don't know what a SEP IRA is yet, you might want to come and talk to a professional. And these professionals here are up against a quick break, but stay tuned because you aren't done with the quiz yet. We have a few more questions to get to as well as some other retirement saving tips, so please stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing, consider please liking us on our Wealth Guardians Radio Facebook page. We'll be right back. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. This is where we help our clients retire the job, but not the paycheck. And for listeners out there who are five to seven years from retirement and want to confirm that they're making the best decisions for retirement, we offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure you are on the right path. Our phone number is 336 391 3409. And before we get back to our show, Doug, you wanted to talk about something interesting that we heard from some clients we were talking to this week.
0: Yeah, you know, we've got a uh, social security workshop coming up uh, here pretty soon. And uh, I'm telling you, almost every workshop, we encounter somebody who didn't know there was a benefit out there that uh, was available to them. And this one in particular was a situation where he was eligible for a divorce spousal benefit. And I don't, Bryce, I don't think the guy really thought we were telling the truth when we first told him he was. But he actually went down to the social security office and he actually met someone there who was competent enough and said, yeah, you really are. You can get $1,100 a month. Plus we'll give you six months of back pay. Because you were supposed to have been doing this years ago. Yeah. He told him you could have done this years ago. So he came into the office the other day for a third meeting, and he was absolutely beaming. He's got $6,000 worth of ching-chang in his pocket and $1,100 a month coming in every month from that divorce spousal benefit. So again, folks, we're having a social security workshop coming up June 11th and 13th at 6.30 p.m. in our Clemens office. It's no cost, no obligation. You're going to learn a lot. And if you've ever wanted to come, you need to come to this one. Call us at 336-391-3409, or you can do this online at thewealthguardians.com. Just check the events tab, and you can register there. And Doug, your
1: little case study there from this week reminds me of one of my favorites from a couple years ago where a couple had come to us. They weren't married, but they were together, and they both had been married previously, and they were approaching 70 and wanting to turn on Social Security. And as it turns out, they didn't even bother telling us that they had been married previously. They knew nothing about ex-spousal benefits. Turns out that each one of them for the last four years was qualified for around $1,000 a month that they never took them up on social security up on because they weren't aware of it we did the math for them that was around hundred thousand dollars over the last four years that they could have accumulated in social security benefits social security folks is not going to go back four years for you and give you those benefits retroactively this uh, gentleman that doug just talked about he was fortunate to get six months they can do a little bit like that but not four years Okay, so again, as Doug said, if if something like that, uh, if you want to give up an hour of your time to make sure you're not giving up tens of thousands of dollars of money in Social Security benefits, our Social Security seminar might just be for you. Now, we are in the middle of our Are You Saving Enough show and testing your retirement savings knowledge. The next couple of quiz questions deal with Social Security income, speak of the devil. The first one is this. How many different Social Security election strategies are there to choose from, For a married couple, A, 3, B, 6, C, 9, or D, over 100. Folks, what do you think?
0: Well, Bryce, I think probably most folks are thinking of answer A, thinking 3, because they're thinking of age 62, 66, and then 70. Right. And those truly are appropriate answers, but honestly, for a married couple, there's literally hundreds of, if not thousands, of combinations to select your Social Security benefits.
1: Indeed, there are.
0: And and one of the things that we do for everybody is we run the Social Security optimization software to let you know what is exactly the right way for you to file for your benefits to squeeze every possible nickel out of the Social Security benefits you've earned over your lifetime.
1: And... Obviously, who doesn't want that? So please feel free to come to our June 11th or June 13th Social Security Seminar. Now, speaking of maximizing Social Security benefits, our next quiz question is, if you postpone claiming Social Security benefits beyond your normal retirement age, how much will future benefits be increased for each year you delay until age 70? Is it A, 8%, B, 4%, C, 3%,
0: or D, 12%? Well, Bryce, the correct answer is 8,
1: percent 8% is what it is.
0: For those of you born in 1943 or later, your Social Security benefit is increased 8% for each year you delay collecting benefits until age 70. That's amazing. So the normal retirement age is 66 for those born between 1943 and 1954. And that gradually increases to 67 for those born in 1960 and later. In addition to a bigger monthly benefit, the larger base amount of your Social Security check is going to result in a larger COLA or cost of living adjustment. So the longer you wait to turn that Social Security check on, the higher your check is going to be. But remember, it really is not how high your check is, but how much you receive in lifetime benefits. For some people, in order to maximize lifetime benefits, it may be smarter to turn that Social Security check on earlier rather than later and get a smaller benefit. And one situation where this is generally the best way to go is for those who have, let's say, some health problems and they don't feel like they're going to live a long time in retirement. So for the very healthy people with a history of long longevity in their families or who have other assets and incomes, it might be better to wait to get that larger check. So to determine the best way for your specific situation, several factors must be addressed, and a break-even analysis must be done. This way you can see all of your options and the numbers in black and white so you have some information that can help you make the proper, informed decision for you and your family.
1: Yeah, that is, uh, that is important information that people will need to know there, Doug. Uh, People have paid hard-earned money into this system throughout their working years, so they deserve, obviously, to get as much out of it as possible, Um, which brings us to our next question. You should wait until you retire to change your investment strategy, A, true or B, false? I'm going to ask that again. Should you wait until you retire to change your investment strategy, true or false?
0: Well, Bryce, you know, that Social Security question might have tripped up a lot of people, but I'm guessing this is probably not. You know, hopefully most people answered false, especially after many Americans are still working today and planning on retiring in a few years because of that market collapse in 2008 and 2009. Many people were in strategies that they didn't adjust, and they didn't know what to do, and how to protect their money in that market collapse. So when it collapsed, many people lost a ton of money, and they couldn't afford to retire anymore. So for those of you that this did happen to, what you're doing now that's different or better than what did you do back then? Markets are back to basically all-time highs again, and another big correction could happen any time. In fact, it's overdue, honestly, So will your current investment plan protect you from a huge downfall in the overall markets? I hope so. But for you who are not sure, get some help. Get some help from an investment professional, preferably somebody who has a specialty in retirement income planning. Make sure that your investment strategy is designed to identify and adjust to different market environments. It's critical in order to be able to adapt at the right time to different market conditions and avoid those big hits. You don't want to just be a buy-and-hold type investor not coming into retirement. The swings of the market are going to kill you if that happens. So make sure that your nest egg has some sort of downside volatility control measure on it. Make sure you have the proper investment strategy in place to help grow your money and also protect it no matter what the market's doing at any point in time.
1: Yeah, Doug, that's key. Growing it while protecting it, that's, that's the important thing because big hits can put a serious dent in your retirement nest egg, which has to get you through a potentially long time in retirement. So a lot of people are new to that adjustment period in retirement and they can use our help. Again, folks, 336-391-3409 is how you can reach out to us if you'd like to get our professional help on that. Doug, our next question addresses this issue. A 60-year-old couple today has a 50% chance that one spouse will live until at least A, age 78, B, age 91, C, age 87, or D, age 95.
0: Well, you know, this is a very interesting question because most people really don't realize this. You know, you have to understand longevity is increasing and many people will spend 20 or more, maybe 30 years in retirement. And that means your retirement savings are going to have to last and be able to support that longevity. So to answer your question, the Society of Actuaries says there's a 50% chance that a 60-year-old man is going to live to 84 and a 60-year-old woman's going to live to 87. Now, in addition, a 60-year-old couple, there is a 50% chance that one of the two is going to make it to 91 or older. So the odds of someone in your marriage living a long time in retirement is pretty darn good. So when you combine longevity with inflation, you create an income sustaining nightmare. With annual inflation of, say, 3%, the purchasing power of a dollar will be cut in half in about 20 years. So you can see and understand just how important it is to save enough money, not only to support a long lifestyle in retirement, but to keep up with inflation as well. Yep,
1: absolutely. That is a lethal combination. What makes it even more of a problem, Doug, is the ever-increasing cost of health care in retirement. So that brings us to our next question. Cutbacks in employer-provided retiree health care benefits mean many retirees are paying for more of their medical care out of their retirement income and savings to cover out of pocket medical costs throughout a 20-year retirement, not including long-term care. We're not talking about long-term care, just medical care. A 65-year-old couple would need A, $50,000 to cover 20-year retirement, B, $150,000 C, 250000 or D, $400,000 to cover medical costs through a 20-year retirement? Folks, what do you think the answer is? Because Doug's about to tell you.
0: Well, unfortunately, I'd love to spend a lot more time on this question, Bryce, but un- unfortunately, this show has just gone quickly. We can do an entire show
1: on that subject yeah. alone.
0: The yep. answer quickly is $250,000, folks, a quarter of a million dollars in health care coverage, and that doesn't include any long-term care expenses. So all of this has to be planned for when you're doing your retirement planning. And again, if you want to sit down with us, we offer you a free retirement plan that covers everything top to bottom. There's no cost to you. There's no obligation on your part. Just come in, get it done. Let's see what you're looking like down the road. If there's corrections that need to be made in your plan, maybe now's the time to do it. Hopefully not. Let's find that out as well. Let's do it. So give us a call at 336-391-3409, and we look forward to talking to you, and we'll see you guys next week right here on the Wealth Guardians Radio Show.